peace misfits for this week's guided meditation i'd like for us to focus on mantras now your mantra can be any words or sounds that help you when it comes to meditating these you'll use repeatedly as you go through your process so for me i like to usually use i am light now before Indiari came along with that song <laughs> it was probably a little bit more long-winded than that as i tend to be quite long-winded but i am light helps to pretty much explain exactly what it is that i want for myself so i speak that constantly into the universe so i'd like for you to think of a mantra that you like for yourself it could be something as simple as healing and you continuously repeat that in your head healing 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 as you go through your inhales and exhales just repeating this to yourself keep in mind when doing your meditation it doesn't have to always be a thing of your eyes being closed you can meditate as you're walking down the street you can say your mantra out loud or to yourself you can inhale and exhale deeply walking down the street driving your eyes don't have to be closed in order to meditate. Always keep that in mind. So let's go through our three rounds of breath and keep in your mind your mantra. At any point in time, you can pause this if you need an opportunity to think of what your mantra is. Once you're ready, come back to this and continue. And here we go. With your mantra in mind, we inhale deep. And exhale. Keep that mantra going. Inhale deep for me. I am light. Inhale deep. beautiful job misfits now remember your mantra doesn't have to stay the same you can change your mantra up as often as you like but I know for me it helps day to day to have a mantra that I can repeat it gives you strength against this world that is constantly trying to pump fear into you so think of a mantra or continue to think of several <laughs> keep them with you hold them close and now let's get healed welcome to the healing space i'm your host sensei raven akundayo i'm going solo this week bhw will return next week to our new listeners i'd like to say thanks for checking us out I hope you enjoy the experience. To our weekly listeners, I love and appreciate all of you. Your support for our podcast means a great deal. I just wanted to let each and every one of you know you're appreciated, Misfits. There's no THS without you. You can check out this episode and past episodes at THSPodcast.com. We're also available on SoundCloud, 
Apple Podcast, Google Play Music, and YouTube. Listen, review, rate, and most importantly, subscribe. Keep that notification on so you can never miss a single episode and always know when we air. So, with that being said, this is a very rainy Tuesday morning where I'm recording this. <laughs> it's very, uh, I guess, to see it half full, it's a very peaceful and calm morning. I was going to go with it feels very somber, but <laughs> we're going to go for the positive. It is very calm. It is very peaceful. Uh, I definitely am going to get to the mat and flow after I finish uh, recording this. So my weekend was very, very busy, super active. So I'm guessing maybe that's the reason why the universe is like, okay, so (laughs) we're going to give you a very chill morning so your body can rest. Because from, uh, what was that, Saturday until yesterday, literally until last night, I've been on the go. Uh, Saturday was awesome. I actually taught yoga in Piedmont Park here in Atlanta. And then after that, my best friend and I went out for brunch and George, who you guys are familiar with, he's always with us for the Black, Queer, and Unapologetic episodes. He joined my best friend Kai and I, uh, and we went to Henry's in Midtown, had drinks, had brunch, that was all good. And then I took Kai to uh, the Beltline for the first time at Pont City Market. And funny enough, George had only been to one side of the Beltline before. He had never gone up the other side. So we went up past uh, the Old Fourth Ward and the skate park and all that good stuff. I took him to Inman Park. Uh, it was really cool. We we had a great time. Uh, the rest of the day is kind of a blur to me after that. I can't remember what we did. I just know we were out late. And then on Sunday, uh, Kai and I ended up going up to uh stone mountain and i taught yoga up there and that was a lot of fun that was really cool and i think my body felt it even more after that like because i never take the uh i never take the i don't know why this the name is escaping me right now the lift i never take the lift to get to the top of the mountain i always climb so (laughs) after teaching in the park on saturday i then climb stone mountain and then i not only teach up there but I also flow like I like to balance on the spikes and the stuff up there I just I don't know you know I always talk about how my uh my the word balance is my favorite word so I love being able to just randomly balance on things so (laughs) that was a test for my body as well Uh, but that was all good enjoyed myself up there and then after that we came down from the mountain and I swear like I did so much this weekend that my mind is such a blur to everything that took place um, so the rest of Sunday is actually kind of gone from me. So forgive me if there's anyone <laughs> I ended up hanging out with or anything like that. Sunday's gone. Uh, I do remember coming home and watching the Oscars. And I was able to witness history as Jordan Peele became the first black person to win screen best screenplay at the Oscars. Uh, so that was really awesome to see. Uh, get out absolutely deserved that and so that was an exciting moment that was really really exciting and the the overall show eh, you know (laughs) it was it was definitely a moment where I was completely there for black excellence Uh, I found there to be some parts that were very funny Uh, I laughed because when 
Jimmy Kimmel brought Lakeith Stanfield on uh, on stage, and uh, <laughs> they were kind of doing a little parody off of Get Out, talking to everyone. You know, if you were to go over when it came time for you to give your speech, they were going to have Lakeith run out and say Get Out. And so when he came out, I was watching that part with Kai. And <laughs> when Jimmy Kimmel was done, Lakeith was still on stage. And I looked at Kai and I was like, I really need for them to understand that Lakeith makes his own rules. Like, really, like he is so far out the box. You want to talk about a misfit? Like, he's so far out the box. So he's standing there and like Jimmy looks at him and gives like an awkward laugh and then turns back and keeps talking. And I'm like, you really don't get that Lakeith is leaving that stage on his time. And surely he did. Like, Jimmy was so far past that sketch and Lakeith was just walking off stage. I'm like, you don't get it. It's always on his time. So that was hilarious. But no, I definitely shout out to all of the winners, uh, everyone who was nominated. Definitely. Uh, that was Coolidge. Um, so yeah, yesterday, which was felt like a deep continuation of my weekend, uh, I ended up taking Kai to uh, Gordon Biersch for the first time, which is one of my favorite restaurants down here. And he enjoyed it, had a great time. I ended up becoming really cool with our waiter, <laughs> ended up exchanging numbers with him and everything. I'm like, how crazy is that that, that continues to happen? Because of that exact same Gordon Biersch, my very first week here, I ended up meeting a sister who had just uh, moved here from L.A., and she and I ended up becoming really cool. And she was actually supposed to be the original co-host of The Healing Space. <laughs> so I'm like, it's so weird that every time I go to that Gordon Veersh, I always end up connecting with people. Uh, that's very, very funny. But yeah, he's a really cool dude who just so happens to also be from the DMV, just like Kai and I. So I'm like, what are the odds of that, that we end up getting him as our waiter? But yeah, so uh, yesterday was really cool. We enjoyed our food. And then after that, there was a lot of running around that he needed to do. So I was pretty much his Uber for the day. <laughs> but it felt good to be able to do that for him because he has done so much for me since he's moved down here. So, you know, that's how best friends do. We got each other's back. So that was all good. And, oh, excuse me. I was able to have a rest. My body was able to take a rest uh, from all of the fitness during the weekend, but I'm back into teaching again today. So that's why after I record, I'm going to go and flow on the mat and prepare myself uh, to teach later on this evening. Okay, so speaking of flowing, let's flow into the next topic, which is the TGIT crossover. So that took place on Wednesday, where it was, uh, I guess it was two crossovers, actually, because it was Grey's Anatomy crossing over with uh, Station 19, which I believe is the name of the new show that uh, that Shonda has, which is a, a spinoff from Grey's Anatomy. And then we had the Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder crossovers. So for the Scandal and How to Get Away from Murder, Murder crossover, I really, really enjoyed it. Like, I really did. I, I can't really say that I would ask for more from those two shows as far as that crossover went. Uh, the only thing that I was giving a side eye to, uh, all I kept saying to myself is, uh, Olivia better not meet Bonnie. 
<laughs> because Bonnie is Amanda from the first season of How to Get Away with Murder. <laughs> and uh, Amanda Tanner, I believe her name was. And I was like, they better not have the two of them <laughs> interact with one another. <laughs> because no, no, she's supposed to be dead. So <laughs> that's not going to work out if you have her meet her. That's going to completely take me off the show. And all I'm going to be able to think about the entire time is the connection that they have to each other. So I was like, that's not going to be able to be a thing. So, but otherwise, it was really, really good. And they had this iconic scene in the hair salon. Olivia had taken, uh, Olivia had taken Annalise to the hair salon. And they ended up getting into it in there. I'm doing my best to not do spoilers uh, because it hasn't been a full week yet. So I want to respect that there are some people who may not seen the episodes. Uh, and it's definitely something I don't want to spoil because I want you to be able to see it for yourself. But it was well put together. I, I think it was honestly my favorite episode ever of How to Get Away with Murder. I don't know if they'll ever be able to top that. Like, Black Excellence was on full display for that whole two hours. Like, honestly, they those writers knocked it out the park with those two episodes. So kudos to everybody who was a part of that. I thought that that was really cool. And lastly, before we get into my interview, I want to talk about uh, there's some news that broke. I don't know if it was yesterday or maybe earlier in the weekend about uh, RuPaul and some comments when it came to having transgender people on RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, RuPaul said that from his point of view that that wasn't going to be an option uh, to have uh, people who uh okay so so pretty much if you are if you were if you are male assigned at birth then you can be on rupaul's drag race so someone who's transgender has been on rupaul's drag race before but this is someone who is uh, who was non-op non-operative who uh they hadn't gone through the surgery as of yet so rupaul's like okay so is but because you're not you're non-operative, you can still be on the show. Transgender people can absolutely be a part of RuPaul's Drag Race. You just have to be someone who's non-op. So if you're male assigned, then you can still be on the show. But from his point of view, he's saying if you are someone who goes through with the surgery and you're no longer someone who's male assigned, you know, you are now a woman then it kind of goes against the entire idea of RuPaul's Drag Race. You know, the whole idea is the these are people who are male assigned and then they dress up in drag. And for him, you know, he's like, he, he was quoted as saying it's kind of like punk rock. It's like going against all of the ideals of what masculine is supposed to be. And so there are some people that are in an uproar about it. To my surprise, from a lot of that, a lot of uh, what I've read online, a lot of people understand, which makes me feel good because I honestly can say that I definitely see where he's coming from. I could see if he said that no one is allowed to be on the show who's transgender, but they've already had someone on RuPaul's Drag Race who was transgender. So he's like, I'm not speaking out, you know, saying that. A, a whole community can't be a part of the show. I'm saying that with the guidelines that I've set in place, the whole idea is supposed to be these are men who dress in drag. So if you are someone who was male assigned at birth and then you transition, that kind of goes against the entire purpose of what it is that he's going for with the drag on the show. So I thought that the way that he explained it, you know, I'm like, yeah, this is this is definitely something that's understandable. It's not it's not saying that, you know, 
Well, it is saying. So that's why I had to pause. I was like, it is saying. But I'm hoping that people can understand what it is that he's saying, you know? Uh, the, the whole idea is bucking against the system as a man and dressing a certain way. Like, to bring a woman in is like, okay, well, that's no longer really bucking against the system. You're a woman who's, I guess, just, just dressing extra, maybe. <laughs> you know? So this is supposed to be men bucking against the system, being unconventional and going against these boxes that they try to put men in. So I was glad that I, I didn't do what so many people do, which is they see a headline and then go off. I actually made sure that I read up, you know, did my research and I was able to understand where he was coming from. And once I saw that, I was like, OK, I, I can I can definitely understand where he's coming from on this. And I appreciate that he made sure he clarified um, but he's, he's also a Scorpio and Scorpios, especially the, the older we get, we become very, listen, here's the deal. And I watch so, and we become very no nonsense, you know, like they say that Scorpios often seem like we don't have tact, which is funny because I have lots of it, but I'm also very direct. Um, I'm very direct. I'm very no nonsense. And I notice that the longer I'm here on this earth, I become that way more and more. And when watching interviews with him, sometimes he actually seems a little tactless to me. And I just realize it's just him being no nonsense. It's just him being this is how it is. There is no sugarcoating, you know. Um, I know that a lot of people have things against sugarcoating. For me, I wouldn't call it sugarcoating as much as I'm always very aware of people's feelings. Because we do live in a very hypersensitive uh, environment right now. Uh, people are triggered in ways that I've never seen people. Like, it takes nothing. We live in a hair trigger society. Uh, so even when I was younger, I was always very aware of people's feelings. But even more so these days. Because it seems like the slightest thing can set people off. Uh, but even with that being said, it's very important for us to live in our truth. So I notice when he does interviews and all that stuff, he's very direct. Very to the point. And uh, I can only respect that. Uh, so I'm hoping that everyone, you know, has a, a place of understanding on this topic and not that he's attempting to be ignorant in any way towards people. You know, he's just saying if you're someone who's post-op, it probably isn't a good fit for you to be on Drag Race because it goes against the entire purpose of drag from his point of view, you know. Uh, so I definitely understand that. So we're about to go into my interview with a brother by the name of Dwayne Walter. He is a wellness and fitness coach. He is a dear friend of mine, uh, someone who I enjoy conversing with when it comes to wellness and fitness, because from a teaching point of view, not a lot of people really understand where I'm coming from all the time when I talk about different aspects of wellness and fitness. So I really, really love talking to him, and I'm glad that you guys get to be a part of the conversation in a way on this episode as we're healing through fitness. So please listen to this interview. I hope that you guys enjoy it and I'll see you on the other side for good news. My guest today is a fitness and wellness coach. He's the owner of Ready, Set, Great, which is located here in Atlanta. He, like me, is also an online coach. I figure at some point I should invite him on the show because I figure we can have a pretty great conversation when it comes to wellness, fitness, and all of that good stuff. Everyone welcome Mr. Dwayne Walter to the healing space. <laughs> welcome, sir. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's been a long time coming. I would say we've only been 
here doing the healing space since September, but I feel like you're somebody I've wanted to have on from the beginning because I feel like as far as it goes with wellness and fitness, we could have a really good conversation. So we're going to, and we're really goofy. So I'm going to try to behave. Oh, I think that try is going to fail yeah. pretty early. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a pretty quick fail, but I appreciate you at least trying, you know. <laughs> so uh, both of us are transplants from other cities. Where yes. are you from? I am born and raised in San Diego, California. Come on, left coast. Okay. Left coast? Left coast. I like that. <laughs> I'm going to use that. Left coast. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what prompted you to move to Atlanta? Uh, like, do you want the story that I tell everybody, or do you want the the real? I feel like the misfits will want the real. Well, okay, so I, I ended a relationship in January of 2012, okay. and I spent a year eating my feelings and being really stagnant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like my life went in this triangle. It went from my house to my work to church, and it just went in this triangle and for a year. And something told me in October of 2012, like, you need to move. So that was the the feeling. And then November, I started looking for positions, and I started looking at different cities. I looked at Vegas. I looked at Houston. looked at Atlanta. And Atlanta just stuck out to me. And I applied in the end of November. I interviewed in December, January 6th. I was on a plane flying from California to Atlanta. Okay. So my ex put me out of city. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I was never gonna go anywhere. Like I, my life wasn't gonna move forward. Okay. Um, in San Diego because we were. It, it was a very public relationship. San Diego was not a very big city, and I, at the time, love and relationship was important to me. I felt like I needed that and I wanted to be in that. And yeah, I, I, I felt like I had to go so I could start over. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it was a necessary change for you. Oh, it was so necessary. A shift. Okay. Okay. So once you got here, so was was your very first time ever coming to Atlanta when you moved? No. So I have a friend of mine who used to live here, and now he's he's actually just competed in the the Winter Olympics in the on the USA bobsledding team. But he used to live here, and I I visited once before to come visit him. I visited once before just to look at apartments, and then I moved here. So I I spent all of maybe seven or eight days in Atlanta before right, I moved. Before you moved. Totally. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it happens like that. It and I thought like Stockbridge that. was Atlanta because that's where he lived, was in Stockbridge, Georgia. So I got I hit the airport, which is the south side of Atlanta. Right. And all we did was go south. <laughs> and so I never saw downtown. I never saw Midtown. And the only time, no, let, me, let me not tell that lie. The only time I saw Midtown or downtown was at night when we were like going out. Right. So I never saw Atlanta. And so when I actually moved here, I went, this place is right. gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. So It's a heck of a lot bigger than I thought it was. Oh I can say that. The traffic makes it bigger. But it's <laughs> but, it, but there's, there, there's, so many, there's so many sub areas. There's there, little yeah. Five Points. There's there's uh, Dunwoody. There's Marietta. There's uh, Douglasville. I mean, there's just so many little areas yeah. that are completely different. And they can be, you know, right next to each other. And they can be completely Absolutely. different from each other. So, Absolutely. And, w- and once you live here, you can find that it, you don't go to a lot of those places often. Yep. Because you, you, you would be, I know for me, living up north, I was under the impression when I come here, I can hit all those places quickly no, all the time. No, 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 I, no. The last time I went to Little Five Points was like in September. <laughs> and I always drive through Little Five Points when I'm trying to get to one of the gyms that I work at. Yeah. And I always go, I would love to come down here and just walk around. Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense when you're driving through it, getting somewhere. But to, when you stop and actually think about what I want to do today, 
I mean, you normally will stay in your little area because at any given moment in yeah. Atlanta, there could be three point five hours of traffic. Absolutely, <laughs> and that's just to get from your driveway to your mailbox. Like, so you stay, you stay in your little pocket because Atlanta, tra- Atlanta traffic will make you really consider. Like, okay, I could spend maybe six months in jail. Right, like, not six months. Maybe in jail. six. I think I think six months. I could. They won't. They won't. They won't. They won't come get my car that quick. <laughs> I'm done. I think I'll get out. My car will still be there and I can catch up on the payments. Like it, Atlanta traffic will make you really consider like hopping in somebody's car and going, what is wrong yeah, with you? Yeah. I was talking to my best friend earlier today and I was saying to him that one of the things that I've come to realize, though, is that because people always say that there are bad drivers in Atlanta. We need to be more specific. It's not true. Hardly it's anybody not fr- the is from Atlanta. from Atlanta. It's right. the people. There's like this gravitational pull of people from around the country <laughs> who are all bad drivers in their pulls. I call it bumper cars. I feel like everybody in Atlanta wants to play bumper cars. And I'm like, why? What are you doing? Like, I feel like I'm a rather I, I, I drive fast, yeah. but I'm not. I know how I know how to maneuver well. I was taught how to drive well. Okay. I think, and <laughs> but I haven't been in an accident. I mean, yeah. I've gotten a I've gotten a speed. I get a speeding ticket once every four years. Like every time one falls off, I get another one. Um, <laughs> but I'm like some of these people. Are like what? Are, like how did your car end up on the hood, straight up? <laughs> like how? You know how do they? Or, or even like in Atlanta, they have that turn. Like when you're going 70, uh, 75 south, and it turn you going eighty five north, and it's that super tight curve. It's like you know this curve is coming. It's coming like, right. It has like the little bumps in the road that make your tires go. It's like slow down. <laughs> like why do you want your car to go off this ravine every single time? Like why? Why? Why is there traffic in Atlanta on a Sunday at 2 o'clock? Listen. Explain. Listen. Linda, explain. <laughs> explain. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> so in, in making your, uh, your transition here to Atlanta, when you lived in San Diego, were you someone who was into fitness? Or did this yeah. chapter come once you moved here? No, no, no. no. And, and I think a lot of people have that misconception about my fitness journey because I, I started my company little over two years ago mm-hmm. and they think that that's where my fitness journey started and right. I'm like no I I like a part of being in my family you had to play a sport so I played t-ball and baseball at a, that was those are my introductions to fitness and right. sports and then I went to go play football which I absolutely hated but my mom was like I paid all this money <laughs> and you're gonna finish this year out and yeah. I, my team actually went all the way until the game right before what was like the um pop warner um Super Bowl. Okay. And I, I mean, I was like, wow, if I put my mind in something, I can actually be really good. I just didn't like it. And I did swimming and I did, and then I got into, I, I was a trouble kid. And so my parents, when I got into the sixth grade, they put me into uh, Taekwondo. Mm-hmm. And so I did Taekwondo from the sixth grade for 10 more years. And then in between that, I also started playing tennis. So I played tennis in high school. I was number one in, at my school and I was seventh in my league in San Diego. Taekwondo, I fought internationally, uh, was on the junior Olympic team for Taekwondo uh, for the USA. I mean, I, fitness has just been in my in my blood. And then uh, when I became an adult, um, I taught a couple classes at the local 24 hour fitness, uh, the body pump and stuff like that. And it was cool, but working under a, like that uh, corporate umbrella, they, they're really, you have to teach it like this, and you got to play this music, and you got to stay these terms. And I just, it, it, yeah, it just wasn't for me. And when I moved to Atlanta, I got to start my life over. But right. for me, it was a bad, it, like I reversed 
and I went backwards and I was eating the same way that I was eating without working out. And then I think I felt a little lonely and I fell in love with this beautiful man. Mm -hmm. I fell in love with this beautiful man. His name was Waffle, last name House. Oh God. (laughs) If y'all could see him right now. (laughs) Oh my God, this beautiful man. He wears yellow all the time. Oh, and he's always available. He's always available. And when and when you show up, he shows out. Okay, so I, I need for you to help me. I need for you to help me. Okay. Because I, I don't know if he just grew up on the wrong side of the tracks or something, but I have never found him attractive. No, no. <laughs> like, he's he's always seemed a little disheveled to me. Like, uh, yeah. he wasn't really well put together. He's a, he's a little. He seemed yeah. a little rough around the edges. He's homeless every other year. He, he seems like a it. A little homeless. He seems like it. Yeah, he it's gets like government he... assistance. <laughs> All I'm saying is, so where I lived, I used to live in what's called Marietta, Georgia, which is like Northwest Atlanta. And mm-hmm. on Delk Road, there is a, a Little Caesars Pizza and a Waffle House across the street from each other, which Jesus. was five seconds from where I lived. I could walk. And there were times where I did walk. Um, they, they didn't give you the best options. They didn't give me the, the way. best options. Little, and so, season. and then where I worked at the, when I was in, I was in finance at the time, right. uh, my branch right across the street was a McDonald's. Okay. And so those were the places that I wow. went to often. And uh, so, and I also found myself when I moved to Atlanta, a lot of times when you move, you, you will, you think moving is going to cost this much. And right. it's really triple that. Right. And so I found myself uh, in a place where I was like, like, taking coupons from uh, checkers. They, we call it rallies in California, yeah. but checkers. Um, and it was like $1.99 and it would get you this little chicken sandwich and it would get you some fries and a drink. And so I was taking them and cutting them out and putting them in my pocket. And, you, and But <laughs> I was broke. I was broke. I mean, I had, a jo- I had a good job. I mean, I worked for one of the largest banks in the U.S. and I was broke because, you know, unexpected expenses. And there were things that, like, had to get paid. Right. Like, I, sh- I was bougie and I didn't drive over here. I shipped my car and right. flew. And, you know, then that took longer than expected and they charge you certain amounts and they, they want more money if you want to get your car faster and they want it cash. I was like, I can't just put it on my card. They're like, nope. Like, oh my God. Wow. Yeah. So it was just a lot. But yeah, me, me, Waffle House and Little Caesars, we, <laughs> we were, we were the best of friends. Like it got to the point where I started inviting the girl that worked at Little Caesars the nights that I would normally go. I would yeah. start inviting, I used to have these little scandal parties, like mm-hmm. when scandal come on and I would invite her. Wow. She came once. Y'all got that close? Because I was in there all, all the, time. the time. Like I would walk <laughs> in and she would be like, two pizzas with pepperoni. <laughs> and I'm like, of course. And throw in them little sticks, them little, them, oh. them little um, bread sticks with the garlic and the butter. The butter. <laughs> Come on. I need for y'all to be able to see his face. <laughs> just, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. And, this, and I think this is what sets me apart from a lot of trainers. And this is why I, I like to coin myself. I am a certified personal trainer. Yes, I'm a group personal training specialist. But the thing I love about my business and my company is that I'm a strategy coach. I'm a wellness strategy coach. I can help coach you to the lifestyle change. A lot of people, they just pump the iron, pump the iron, pump the iron. Right. But it's like, yeah, but you can out-eat your work. You can out-eat any workout. Right. And, you know, you can outstress any workout. You can undersleep any workout. Yeah. And if you're not making those lifestyle changes, you're, that's not that. going to help. You're not going to, nothing's going to happen. You're not going to see the results that you really want. So, um, wait a minute, because that's, that's a good place for me to go to the next question. Oh, okay, that's, awesome. That's a great place to go you to the see, next question. You see, I'm great at all things. 
Whatever. <laughs> Had I not stopped, you would have ended up switching to a whole other topic. But anyway. Probably. So, I'm ADD. <laughs> Listen, but you own it. I, Come on now. Spit up right inside of it. You better. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> so, I want you to share your testimony because... You were at one place with your fitness. Yes. And then you fell off. Yes. But you were able to find your way back. But see, and I also, so, so two things. One, I was at one place in my fitness. I, my ability, my physical ability was incredible. But I also think, like, if I was eating better back when I was in high school mm-hmm. or by eating better when I was in college playing tennis and stuff, God, think about where I could be now. But, like, I, I didn't, nothing really changed. It's just I moved and the activity dropped, but right. my eating habits were exactly the same. Right. Nothing. I mean, nothing really changed. My eating habits were the same. My activity level dropped, and um, my s- stress level with my my the old company that I work with was up. And that combination was crazy. I mean, I went from being like I, I never forget my weight when I did taekwondo because you had to know you know your weigh in right. was one forty seven. I was one forty seven dripping wet. Like right. that was my weight. I went from that to. Uh, so I moved here in January 2013, April 2013, some friends of mine went, uh, skydiving Mm -hmm. and you have to, you and a skydiving coach have to be around the same, uh, weight. So you don't fall at different weights and fall upside down, blah, blah, blah. And she asked me how much I weighed and I was like, oh, maybe 160. I got on that scale and it's a big scale that they have to be able to see across the room. It said 189 and I went, wow. Okay. Uh, and I'm embarrassed. Like that was the, that was one of the first times in my life. Um, outside of my relation, my old relationship where I was ever embarrassed in right. front of people. And I went, but no one else cared. Yeah, but yeah, I, For of me, it was bad. And then I continued to gain weight. I was like, well, it's not that bad. I found myself at like 1, 210. And, you know, the people can't see me. I'm 5'7 right. with my shoes off. Right. 210 at 5'7 and in my 20s, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't. You know, BMI and all, we can get in all that. But yeah. it, and it didn't make sense. And I found myself waking up in the morning looking at this guy who I didn't know. I didn't know him. I didn't recognize him. I didn't like him. And I wanted him to go away. But I didn't know what to I was like... I know how to play tennis, but that's not going to lose all the weight. Absolutely. I know how to, I, I know how to do taekwondo, but th- like the same stuff that worked when I was sixteen doesn't work when yeah. I was twenty six or twenty seven or thirty. It, it just your your body just changes. Absolutely. So yeah, I mean, I found myself in a an ugly place. I mean, it was it was ugly. Yeah. So I was ugly. <laughs> it was really ugly. So for for our misfits who are listening, who when when it comes to so they're called misfits. Yeah. Oh my God! Hi, Misfits. <laughs> oh man, he's so silly. I am. I didn't know. I just, I just heard you say that several times. I was like, absolutely. Oh. Since I first started my company in 2006, they have always been called Misfits. Misfits. Absolutely. Can I be a misfit? Yes. Am I like? Am be. I already a misfit, or like, like I have to like? By the it? end of this interview, you'll probably be a misfit. So I'm not a misfit yet. Not just yet. So I'm earning my misfit. You're earning shit, your misfit. My misfit shit patch. Wait, misfit patch. <laughs> You're what? <laughs> I don't know. Mis- I was thinking mischief. Mischief. I was like, is he saying no, mis- mischief? Mis- misfit shit. Like, what is he saying? <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Sorry. I'm sorry. But yeah, for for those who are listening, we're like, you know, I'm eating properly, but I'm not seeing the gains that I want to see. You're, you're informing them right now, but I want you to go a little deeper into the reason why it's important to be able to marry a proper diet with fitness. So you're saying I'm eating properly, but I'm not seeing the results? Yeah. Because there, 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 there are people who are like, you know, I'm eating the way that I know that I should be eating, but Do I'm you, not seeing a difference in my body. 
So I want you to talk to them about the importance of why fitness plays a part in your your overall. Well, and before we get to the like the workout part of it with the eating, number one, a lot of people say, "Oh, I'm I'm not eating carbs," and then so like like when I do my strategy coaching mm-hmm. uh, calls, I do my. I, I do virtual training and, and online coaching so people can actually, we can sit and do live talks. and, and Right. And they'll say, I, I'm doing a low-carb or no-carb diet. And I'm like, okay, did you eat an apple? Like, yeah. Then you ate carbs, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so a lot of us, especially those of us of the African diaspora, like we just don't get it. Our education about food and wellness and health and stress and mental health, it just doesn't. We just, we don't get it. And I don't think it's our fault. Right. But I think moving forward, it is our fault for not. There's too many books. There's too many people Absolutely. that can help you. Um, if, if you're eating, and then if you, if you are, so let, let's say you are eating whatever quote unquote properly is for you and you're not seeing the results, your intensity level could not be high. You could be not working out hard enough. Mm-hmm. You could not be working out enough or as many times during the week. So some people are only working out twice, three times a week. Sometimes I tell people a lot of, I tell people a lot of people. I tell people often that <laughs> you should, you should make fitness a part of your everyday life. So let's say i Take 30 minutes to do fitness or an hour to do fitness every day. And I fall off twice a week. Well, hell, I worked out five days that week. That's right. good. Yeah. But if you say I'm only going to work out three days a week and then two of those days nothing happens. I mean, you only worked out once. That's not, you know, just like one cheeseburger is not going to take you over the mountain. One workout is also not going to give you right. washboard abs and have you looking like you're from Wakanda. <laughs> so um, your intensity level could not be high enough. Your... Not working out enough. What else could be going on? You're not lifting heavy enough or you're mm-hmm. not lifting at all. So some people think that working out is just I'm sweating. So I'm going to get on the elliptical, yes. be on the elliptical for an hour. Yes, there are people. Absolutely. Sweating is your body's natural reaction to heat. Yep. If you stand outside and do nothing and just stand there in the sun, your body will ne- you will sweat. Yes. That does not mean that you're working out. That doesn't even mean your workout's good. I see a lot of people there at some of these gyms in Atlanta and they're doing these these cardio baskets, these classes. Oh, I'm working out. I got a great workout. No, you just sweat a lot. Yeah. And you're out of breath. And you're out of, come on. Oh, man. Come on. <laughs> you better speak. T-shirt size ain't changed. <laughs> Pants size ain't changed. You know, and you're not making the actual lifestyle change. You're just adding to your activity, which is great. Yeah. But, I mean... I have seen people grossly overweight run marathons. Yes. And so for me, it's just like, wow, we've got to make a, a bigger change. So, um, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I, like I, I appreciate that you keep saying lifestyle change. Lifestyle. Because people have to understand. Yeah. It's a, I, I had to change the, not only the way I ate, but what I ate and when I ate, yeah. how much of it I ate. I had to monitor Just like we know when the new iPhone's coming out, mm-hmm. all of us then seen, uh, uh yep. Black Panther 19. I'm actually going to go see Black Panther for the third time tomorrow. Right. Uh, we know what time we, we can schedule and manage all that and sk- and strategize and we can go we can figure out how to get the thumbprint from our boyfriend or girlfriend's phone to unlock it. Right. We can do all that. But you can't take a moment to I mean, there are five and six minute videos on YouTube about carbs and and fats and things just to learn. Yeah. But you know all the you you know everything that Kaya and T S Madison are doing or you know everything <laughs> that's going on with Beyonce and this new song, which is But, you know, you know all that stuff, but we don't take the time to actually learn about how food and activity affects your body because it's not the same. That's why sometimes people say, oh, I have this online plan or I have this this meal plan. Well, how did you just go on a website and buy a meal plan? Like how, where they do that at? Where they, come on. Like because... You don't even know if you don't know how food is going to affect your body. That meal plan can be excellent. 
Yeah. And just not work for and you. And just not work for you. So Talk like my, my clients always say, you know, do you do meal plans? No, I do coaching. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're if you're open to coaching, if you're open to making real change, and there's some clients who are like, you know, I just want to work out. Right. And I'm not going to change what I eat, and I just want to see how far I can get with just working out. And I yeah. go, okay, cool. Great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just know you're not going to look like Kelly Rowland. Right. You're not going to look like Tiana Taylor. I think right. Tiana Taylor has one of the, my, the, my favorite bodies. Yes. it's athletic. Yeah. And I think it shows women that you beautiful. can be strong you can and be. thick. You know, yeah. you get to work. And right. bench press, <laughs> right? You know. Come on, twerk um, and bench press. Yeah, exactly. and you know, and the guys like you're not gonna look like Michael B. Jordan if you're skipping leg day. Like right. some guys, like what I love about my strategy service is that I can help you pinpoint the areas of opportunity. So many guys are skipping, like skipping things like leg day. Like, why do you want to look like an upside down triangle? Right. Because that's exactly what's gonna happen. The testosterone, if your levels are good, you lift weights, your body's gonna react to it. You're gonna be big. Up top, everywhere that you work out is gonna get big, right? And then you're gonna skip like that, yeah, man. That's really awkward. Yeah, why do you want chicken legs? Why do like, you want that? Come on, who said that? Who said, <laughs> who said that? <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's about the whole chain, but and it can be fun. Like, I love, I love spin, I love, I've learned to love certain exercises in, in, in leg. I'm, I'm loving the fact that you keep leading me into things, so I appreciate you for that. Um, so, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> My co-host would love you because he does it all day long. He'll just break in a song. Anyone who listens to the podcast, he'll do it all the time. Oh, and then so we'll clearly, harmonize. Yes. So I'll be So back. we need to hear you on a live. We need to have you on a live show so that the two of y'all can do that I don't for everybody under- I don't understand why this isn't happening right now. I mean, now. you know, it, it actually- happens every third Thursday we go live. So that's just letting you know right now. So I'll be here. There we go. Oh, <laughs> so I'm sorry. The thing I was going this is this is more so a statement than a question, just a statement that you can also chime in on. But one of the things I love, which I teach my yoga students, is that there your body will feel different according to what exercises you're doing. Mm-hmm. You can't expect when you come to me and you do Ashtanga that when you go to you and you do spin, that your body's going to feel the exact same way. Absolutely not. That's the beauty of fitness, <laughs> <Right>. you know? <laughs> you have to find what's fun for you. You, yeah. you have to, I'm, like for me, powerlifting is just not my thing. Right. I don't like the way it makes my body. I, I, me, personally, there are some guys who want to be huge, like Absolutely. The Rock. That's just not me. Right. I, I don't want that. I don't like the energy that it's, I don't, I don't like it. It's not wrong. Right. Um, but I know what it does to my body. I've, I've learned my body. Um, and like, or like boring workouts. Like I don't like, like the way you teach yoga. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all day, every day and more. Yes. Right. But all that, um, <laughs> I don't have time. I'm too ADD for that. I'm too. I can't. Like we, you got to give me something. I need to. I need a challenge. And my thing is, I have trained with world class athletes at the Olympic Training Center right. in San Diego. I have been around the world with you know with. I've literally been around the world several right. times at this point, and I've gotten to see some of the most amazing athletes and or just fit people. I can't do boring stuff like. Right. I, but I also I, I want to. I want to do something that's fun or something mm-hmm. I want to come back to. And like people, I, I think things like spin, things like running, um, you got to find things you love, but understand what it, how it's going to affect you. How it's yeah. going to, you know, what's, what it's going to do to you. What's, <laughs> how I'm going to do you, girl. How I'm going to do you. Some, this voice, though. 
I've always wanted a deep voice. And I know when I listen back to this podcast, I'm like, Dwayne, why do you talk so high? It's, I can't help it. Yeah. And my dad talks down here. And I'm like, come on, can you give me a little bit? I, I, I feel like your voice, I mean, the universe does everything for a reason. I feel like your, your voice plays a big part in your excitement. Yes. I don't know if your energy, because your energy is contagious. I don't know if it would be as contagious if you had a deep voice. Your, your but voice it, gives to excitement. But it's so, like, yeah, girl. Like, that hurts. <laughs> like, that that hurts to get down. Like, it actually, it, phys- it physically hurts. Like, <sighs> and I have to, like, I have to, like, push it out. Like, it, it won't just come out. It's just like, it's just a, I just want to talk to you. So, you're still like you're out of breath every time <laughs> you say that. I am. I am. <laughs> I just, I just for a day. Like I love it when I teach a bunch of classes during the week and I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. And I, they, during the weekend, like my voice is really, my voice right. is naturally really kind of raspy. Yeah. But I love it when it's like I can barely talk. Mm-hmm. Oh, because it gives you what you need. Oh. <laughs> I do myself. Oh God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You got enough wagon for it. But anyway, so um, continuing on. Ready, set, great. <sighs> Uh, can you talk to us about Ready, Set, Great and what, what brought that about for you, uh, about that journey? Ready, Set, Great. So on my, on my journey back to healthy, mm-hmm. I found oh, myself... the name of a book? Anyway, go ahead. Right. On my journey back to healthy, because it was not, not just skinny. A lot of people a lot of, you know, people are chasing skinny. I'm chasing healthy. I wanna, Listen. I want to live to 128,000. Stand up and put my hands on my hip. Come on Come now. On. Praise him. Come on. <laughs> praise him. You got to know when to praise him. <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm too goofy. You can't say stuff. I'm sorry. But anyways, on my journey back to healthy, I, I, I have friends who literally dragged me to Piedmont Park, which is the big park in Atlanta. That's where I just came from teaching. Right. Yeah. And just helped me uh, get back into running. I joined uh, some running group. I joined one specific running group in Atlanta called Movers and Pacers. I also started spinning with KTX Fitness here in Atlanta. And a lot of people have seen those videos online. And I was just like, okay, I'm losing the weight. I'm losing the weight. I'm losing the weight. And then I kind of plateaued. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, shoot, I've lost this weight, but I, my body still doesn't look like I wanted to look like. Like, why can't I get this body I had in high school? Right. And then somebody was like, are you lifting weights? I'm like, what are weights and why would I lift them? <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you talking what about? Are you, why would I lift heavy things? Weights? I didn't understand. And then I got, and then, so then I got an LA Fitness membership and I walked in there for the very first time and I was just like, so big like this is ridiculous because i've always been a I've, I've ran track i did taekwondo i did play tennis they're all slim athletes right and i'm like what why does your body why is your forearm why is your forearm bigger than my thigh you know but i was like okay there has to be a way that this can work for me and so i started uh researching and i started studying and i started then i started and then i said Okay, I'm doing this and I'm and now I'm seeing changes and I'm starting to lift weights and I'm balancing my cardio and my weightlifting and then I'm like, okay, my body is still not looking like what I want to look like. What right. is it? And people are like, well, what are you eating? And I'm like, well, pizza and Waffle House. Like, <laughs> duh. I'm skipping breakfast. I'm drinking lemonade all day wow. and then I'm going to McDonald's for lunch and then at night I'm gonna go to Waffle House and then grab a little Caesar's pizza so I can make it. Jesus, some- what? Don't you? Good you God. Don't you judge me? Don't you? Judge- Dare judge me? Don't you dare! Ooh, you went from Waffle House and then because went to Little Caesars. Sometimes you get hungry. 
hungry. She's what you what? You had McDonald's. If I had McDonald's, the way that food is in your system, well, it can hold me for the day. Well, <laughs> listen. Uh, well, listen. So, so so again, so I say all that to say. So I, I studied, I, I started getting active again. Mm-hmm. Then I started studying the, the weight training. Then I started studying the nutrition. And, I, and I've always been an educator. I've always been a leader. Like with my friends, even in high school and college and at work, I've always been in some type of management position or leadership position. And I said, I can show the people how to do this. So like every, you know, people ask questions, how'd you do that? How'd you, and I'm tell people and it would work. Right. And then I go, hmm. And... I met a girl who is now one of my greatest friends at a spin class on her first day. And I was, she was like, I was trying to help her get on her bike and stuff. And she was like, how, like, what do you do? And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm a flight attendant. Mm-hmm. And at the time I was a flight attendant. And she was like, why? Uh, and I about slapped her. I, I mean, I know. I, I mean, I've never, I have never hit a woman a day before in my life. I have never put my hands on a woman. I've never even wanted to. Right. But it was something about that. It, she she like questioned my being like <laughs> I am a flight attendant and I'm cool and I travel and stuff and, and stuff and it made and and, and I was like uh, whatever and it, but it 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 rocked something right. for me like it really it was eating away at you it really ate away at me I'm like why would she ask me that like is that not cool enough and she was like you're so much more than that wow. And so then I started putting together this program and I started this whole online of like vlog and I started talking about the things that I was learning and people were listening yeah. and it didn't have a name at first. And then I did this, uh, this 5k run and the guy at the starting line, normally they say, ready, set, go. Mm-hmm. And he was like, ready, set. And they shot the gun and he said, have a great race. And I went, ready, set, great. Start where you are, use what you got and be great. Come on. And I kept that in my head, and I kept saying it over and over and over and over and over yeah, and over yeah, and over. Yeah. And I ran as fast as I possibly could to get to the end, to the end, so I could write it down and start it. And then I launched the name, and people loved it. And then people started calling Ready Set Great RSG, and then I was like RSG Fitness. And I eventually got certified with the National Academy of Sports Medicine, personal training, group personal training specialty, wellness coaching. And I just started from there. And I mean, you know, you get your business license and you do all the right things. And I think people recognize professionalism. People recognize that that human approach and that right. I I don't think I was ever that person that like I'm not that I'm not that trainer online you know if you go to Ready Set Great on Instagram I'm not that guy that's like here are 25 pictures of my abs right I don't give a shit about that like yeah. all I care about are all my clients seeing results are my followers getting content that matters and are my haters mad like <laughs> I can't that's I all, can't. That's and, I, all? And, and not just mad about my body like I want, <laughs> I want anybody who questioned when I first started my company like oh you're not gonna make money on that you're not gonna do this and that I, I want you to be upset with yourself like mm-hmm. you could have got on board and now you're not <laughs> oh that's unfortunate <laughs> But you have to be live because people need to be able to see your faces. I'm just saying, but but I just it, you know my, my my business is an extension of who I am, and it has allowed me to As leave my cor- it has le- it allowed me to leave my corporate job. I am a full time uh, trainer and coach, yeah. and it, it's. It's going to be my legacy. My yeah. business is more than just a way for me to make money. Because I, if I could, if I could do it for less money, I would. If I could do it for free, I right. would. I don't. Yeah. Clearly understand that. 
Um, but I, it's it it, it is it has allowed me the freedom to do it more. Right. And and I had to you know step out on faith or the universe or whatever you want to call it um, to be able to do it more. And I did it, and then just everything fell together, or it's falling into place. Into place, absolutely. And so yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah. I love my company. <laughs> I own I own my favorite fitness company. Come on, say that. Yeah, I own my favorite. That fitness company. right there. I do. Come on, come on. Yeah, I own my favorite fitness. Let me stare you right in your face. Well, it's, like, it's yes. funny when I when I do speaking engagements, like I've done a lot of stuff with the Atlanta public school system, and um, I've, I've done events for Target. I've done a few events, and I go and people, you know, they I talk about. It, and I always say when I if I do my funny introduction, and I always talk about this this great company, and I'm like, oh my god, this company inspires me, and I was like, guess what, I own it. Right. <laughs> like it, it, my company is my favorite fitness company, and. I'm my favorite trainer, and I'm not saying I'm, I've never said I'm the best. I've never said I'm better than anybody. I'm all about collaboration and not competition. Absolutely, but I get my company is my favorite. Absolutely. So yeah, it's it's funny because uh, Kevin, when we were after we finished class today, when I finished teaching him in Piedmont, we were walking, and he had made a comment about he he had thought about the read and how you know they had their own friends who were doing their thing with the friend zone and all that stuff. And he said, I had to pause for a minute and think to myself, we have that. We literally within our circle have a bunch of movers and shakers and we're not doing this all on our own. We yeah. actually can lean on each other. You we have actually, to. We support each other. You know, like you, like you have come to me and you've offered me opportunities in different places where I'm able to go. We do these things for each other. We come to each other's classes. You, you know? have to. So he said when it dawns Just like on when him, I leave here, I'm going literally down the street yeah. to go to my friend's grand opening for his biz. Like we have to. And like for me, I love like Angela Rye. I love what she talks about working woke. Mm -hmm. You can't just be woke. That was like 2016. Woke, woke, I'm so woke, I'm black power. Okay, but are you working woke? Are you supporting woke? Are you buying woke? Mm -hmm. Are you investing woke? Because if not, don't talk to me. Right. Like, and I care about the kings and queens who look and have the same of the same hue as I do. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, I am, I am pro black. I'm not anti anything, but I am so pro black. And you know, because the number one killer of black women is not gun violence; it's heart disease. Mm -hmm. Like. Let's not ignore that, right? You know, and we, but but we gotta we have to support each other. And like our particular circle, it, it's kind of scary. Like we have it all yeah. in the circle. Like it, and even just just outside the circle, like the the immediate outliers, right? Like we graphic designers, web designers, photographer. Kevin's a photographer. and owns a podcast. You have a podcast. And teach fitness. And I do. And it's like. Oh, uh oh. Right. And, but but it's, scary, it's scary because you look at other cultures and they constantly collaborate to make things happen, even with buying houses and investments. And it's, I think it's scary for us because we've had so much taken from us yeah. over the centuries. Yeah. Uh, we've had so much taken from us as black people that it's hard for us to think, I have to share my profits or I have to share this. And But it's like if we both come together and do the same together, we can do it 10 times better. And, yep. You know, but yep. that, yeah. Absolutely. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I'm getting on my African soapbox. So, more African soapbox. You gotta have an African soapbox. <laughs> which which country are we getting that specific or no? Is it just gonna be the continent or? Well, I'm getting ready to do the uh, African ancestry test, which is super expensive. But I want to know. I want to know down to the tribe where I'm from. Absolutely. But I've been to South Africa twice. Yeah. So we're just gonna say this is a Mandela movement. There we go. And uh, come on, Baba. Indeed. Yes. 
Okay, so for for <laughs> for me, I think the reason why I want to do it is because when I don't even know if I've ever told you if we if we've had the conversation about me changing my name. We have, but uh, okay, yeah. So yeah, so my name. Do is, I need to uh, pretend like I haven't so you can tell the story no, and I can I'm be sure to do it anyway? Okay. <laughs> but I appreciate that. I'm, no, I appreciate no, no, you asking. Because I can be. Oh my god! <laughs> I didn't. No. We actually just had to have this conversation about the, you know, because I referred you to the gym. Right. Or whatever. And, and, I, and I had to give the government. Yeah, right. to give the actual government <laughs> So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, But no, when I was when I was 17 was when I changed my name. and But the, the middle name and last name are Nigerian and they're Yoruba, mm. you know, so I got down to the tribe. So, no, I'm, I'm absolutely in agreement with you that I want to know that much about myself. And it's, it's going to be funny because if I find... <laughs> I'm like, I find out I have, like, no Nigerian at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I think because people laughed at me back in the day when I was wearing dashikis. And I was I, I went to Puerto Rico one time and bought a dashiki. I was in Thailand one time and I bought two more dashikis. And, people, I mean, a couple, just, I mean, a few years ago, maybe two or three. And people were laughing at me or, like, mocking me, like, why are you wearing that? You ain't from Africa, da-da-da. And now it's the hot oh, thing. Oh, absolutely. And I'm just, and, Always. But, but, I, but I refuse to let myself stoop to, so low to, like, argue or compare. Bad and I'm just like I'm glad everybody's on board now. Absolutely, you know, and I I'm 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 glad black people specifically are starting to learn more about themselves, be proud of who they are, rocking their natural hair. I'm I'm loving that. Like everything um, always happens in cycles. Yeah. And the interesting thing about my age is that I've had an opportunity to see this happen twice. Because you're 62, right? That would make you 67, though. Oh, so man. Can't, do that. can't be. Though. Oh, right. Can't so, be. Yeah. So. Not the way I look. Oh. We're going to go ahead and keep moving forward because okay. we don't want to get into the We way don't want to go. Yeah, we don't want to do that. We don't want to be petty. Because we've been doing black excellence so far. Oh, I'm excellent at being petty. Uh, but but we, we, when your looks, that's not so excellent. <laughs> we have to kind of move. Okay. There we'll we we'll let your viewers uh, <laughs> decide that when I come live. Oh, when you come live? What kind of show are you doing? Okay. So anyway, so moving forward, because you completely I made me forget what I was going to say. <laughs> I'm going home. I need for you to know how far away you move from the microphone. You might want to come closer. I'm going home. There we go. I'm going home. Okay. You're going home, not going down? So if people want to be able to- Is this the type to, of podcast that you run? We're all about healing here. How is this healing anybody? Sometimes when you go down on somebody, you can heal them. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't disagree. <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> I think I've been healed a time or two. Listen. Me in a bad mood. Listen. And be like. The whole day is made what, better. What was I What was I even mad? What was what, happening? What? What, what is was today? I feeling now? What is my name? Come on. Because now I feel up. Now I'm up. Listen. Up. <laughs> my new name is Uppy. <laughs> Hi, I'm Uppy Walter. <laughs> Uppy. <laughs> I'm Uppy Walter, feeling real up today. <laughs> Don't feel down, feel up. With oh, Uppy. God. <laughs> with Uppy. With Uppy. That should be my podcast. <laughs> Come feel up Come with feel Uppy. Up with Uppy. <laughs> Wake up with Uppy. There we go. Oh, there we go. There we go. Come on. You know, I'm Wake all about business. With you know, Uppy. I'm all about branding. Come on, branding's important. Ugh. Anyway, Indeed. I'm yes. Sorry. Okay. See. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, so, I'm sorry, everybody. We just went on that tangent. I'm sorry. Speaking of branding, <laughs> if people want to get closer to your brand and they want to walk with you, because I don't know if you know, I don't say follow, I say walk with. Yeah, you got to walk If people want to walk with you on social media, how would they go about doing that? They, very simple. Ready, set, great. 
You go on Facebook slash Ready Set Great, Instagram at Ready Set Great, Twitter at Ready Set Great. Instagram is probably the best way to interact with me because mm-hmm. I'm I'm very I'm I'm always responding. I'm always posting on Instagram. And if you want to contact me, you can email me at info. Mm-hmm. at readysetgreat.com or visit readysetgreat.com. There we go. There we go. Absolutely. Well, I thank you for coming in and healing with us. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm still stuck on Uppy. I'm still stuck on Uppy. I I don't even know. Okay. Is, is this going to have to be like something under Ready, Set, Great? You're going to have yeah, to have it's okay. Because, <laughs> you know, like my hashtag is okay to be great. Yeah. But I think I'm going to have to be, it's going to be changed like Uppy Great. Or... Yes. <laughs> it's okay to be up too. It's going to be You guys, I swear I'm a professional. I'm a, I'm a professional, guys. I really. <laughs> I'm done. I can't go anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to remind you about our live show. Okay. Yeah, because it's going to be the third Thursday of this month. You're a busy man, so you make sure that you make space for that. <laughs> so, a so 15th? There you go. We better be handling business oh, while we're week. on the actual that's podcast. W- that's next week. Uh, damn, it's the 15th already? No, it's not. Oh, no, no, no. That's the week after. Oh, sorry. We I'm sorry. Because I was looking at the little dot Y'all, on my we're calendar. not going to do this on the actual recording. So we're going to let him go. <laughs> and we, we thank Dwayne Walter for being on The Healing Space. And he'll be joining us for THS Live. And uh, with that... Oh, last question I want to ask yes. you. I'm sorry. Lord knows. We've been all over the place. How do you heal? When it's time for you to heal, what is it that you do to make yourself feel better? What practices do you have? It's funny that you say that because something about silence. Mm-hmm. Speak. Come on. Something about, I think because I teach so many classes with loud music and I'm constantly talking to people and I'm coaching people and I'm using my voice and it's something about just, it, it doesn't have to, I don't have to close my eyes and it's nothing, nope. nothing fancy. It's something about silence. Come on. That just rejuvenates me. And even in the, if it's in the car, yep. as close as I can get to quiet or in the house, whatever I can, wherever I can, or if you don't have to drive out to the little waterfalls in Roswell or something like, it's, it's something about quiet. Yeah. This, this, and it's just this year, like, I feel like the new year hit and silence did it for me. Yeah. Because at first it was like doing something fun or now it's just. Welcome to silence. Yeah. Because I would tell people online, I don't know if I've ever said it on the podcast, but I take out one day of silence during the month. Really? Where I say nothing to no one, not even on social media. I'm just quiet. So that's one. Two, when driving in the car, I like to not have any music playing. Yeah. So that's the best. And, like, and that drives people crazy. I don't have people in my car often, but when I am in the car, I have to remember like, okay, there's somebody I, they else are also here. human right. and they like <laughs> music. Um but yeah, it's silence. Yeah, yeah. Don't be don't be afraid of it. Some people are afraid of it because when you have silence, you have to be with your thoughts. And some people are scared of their thoughts because they're scared to be to get closer to themselves. Mm-hmm. Because then you have to tackle the yeah. hard problems. Yeah. you know. But that's you can hide behind music, and then F- and then music on. and then music can influence your feelings. Like I know one of the things that I used to do when I was um, big. Well, one of the things that I used to do is listen to music that matched my emotion yeah. or amplified it. So Absolutely. if I was sad, I listened to really sad yep. music. If I was excited, I listened to really up music, uppy. And, you know, <laughs> or, or whatever. And it, you can hide behind that. Yeah. And then you're, I'm feeling what the music is feeling and it's yep. making me all cry or this or that. And it, no, 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 no. 
Deal with it. Deal with it. Go in there and deal with it, and you'll be all right. Come on. Yeah. I've done. A, I've done. A, I am. I am a huge proponent of therapy, and I've gone through uh, two rounds of of major therapy yeah. sessions, or, or or I don't know what you call it. Yeah. But um, and for my my own, you know, we, life happens. Life and happens. I think, especially in the black community, we need to work on it more. But that that's one of the things that has helped me. It's, I don't know if you should be someone. Not meaning you, but people. I don't know if you're someone who should consider yourself to be. In wellness at all, if you can't see that. Oh no! But that's no, a whole no. another conversation. That's a whole that ugh, listen. Ugh, so, half trainers is what I call. Come it. on! I'm a half trainer. Come I can on. only train you how to pick up the weight, but I can't tell you how to put down the the, the fork. I, I half trainer. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll have you back on. You're gonna be here a lot. But anyway, so come on, rock. You better you better rock back and mm. forth. With your eyes closed. Cause I'm I'm just I. That, mm, that mm. sets a that, it spoke to your spirit that, just now. That that's a fire. <laughs> you see how I felt when I said it. Like no, uh, uh-uh. uh. These half yoga instructors ain't never got a certification. Listen, you better. Li- <laughs> you know a couple of words. You know a couple of words, and you know how to say namaste. I'm a master yoga instructor. Are you? First of all, I feel some kind of way when people say master anyway. Anything. But listen, master how? I'm fairly certain we're still learning constantly. And science. And my thing is, you know, health and wellness is science. Come, you child. Science is con- like doctors are constantly practicing. They, they don't say I'm an I'm 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 I've made it I'm a doctor. Listen. No no no. It's constantly <laughs> changing. We're practicing. So mm-hmm. it's all about evolving. Yeah. Come on. But anyway, because anyway, we, so we can keep going. We will say goodbye. So forever. we're gonna stop. Right. <laughs> so can, I just, can, I, can I tell the myth the misfit something? Okay. Okay. This is the last thing I'm gonna say. I think. Okay. No matter what you're doing, mm-hmm. no matter if it's work. If it's school, if it's just being a husband, a wife, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, if it's writing a letter, if it's writing a book, mm-hmm. always remember mm-hmm. and never forget that it is okay to be great. Come on. It is 100% okay to be great. Just always remember that. I thought you were going to say it's always okay to keep it up. But okay, so that was great though. You just ruined that my was great. whole no. like, namaste moment. No, I gave it a, I gave it a beat. So, so the beat is they could press pause like, right there. That was like, Ch-ch-ch-ch. yeah. Oh, so that the beat gave them a chance to take it in, so they could pause it right there and then have their moment and then come back, and that's when I hit them with up. I know branding. It's important for you to have been able to say that. Yeah. Was it? Mm-hmm. You want to speak to somebody's spirit just now? Yeah. Because we had a, a lot of laughing, but you want to speak to that spirit real quick? Jesus. So we're gonna go, and then uh, when we come back, it's gonna be time for good news. Listen, when I say that I have so much fun whenever I talk to that brother, (laughs) as you can clearly see from that interview, we have the best time. Uh, He's so silly, so silly. Thanks again to Dwayne Walter for an awesome interview. Uh, You'll definitely be seeing him again and hearing him again on uh, THS, definitely. So now let's get into good news. So um, two pieces of good news this week. Uh, The first would be a challenge. Uh, One of my friends who I consider to be like my little brother. We've known each other since we were kids. His name is Chavez Al Brown. He's a published author. Uh, He actually challenged me to something called the 100 for 30, where we have to write 100 words for every day of March. And he caught me off guard because they only challenge four people. So even though like Chavez and I talk, I would say maybe like twice a month at most, uh, it's not like, you know, like constant conversations more so we're checking up on each other or if we see posts on uh, social media, we'll hit each other up about those posts or something like that. 
So it kind of caught me off guard that I was only one of four people that he tagged, especially because I don't write nearly as much as I used to. Uh, He used to write for my magazine. He was one of my editors. So it's like back in the day, I could definitely understand if he would have tagged me in something like this. (laughs) But I'm like, no one online has seen me talking about writing in forever. Uh, But so he tagged me and I hit him up and I was like, I really, really appreciate you tagging me. So he didn't know that I didn't write on a regular basis anymore. He said he thought I did, and that's why he tagged me. And I was like, I'm going to give that to the universe. I'm going to give it to the universe that that's the reason why you thought that. Um, Because I need that challenge, and I need to be held accountable, you know. So he chose to write his uh, 100 for 30 in his journal offline. But for me, I want that accountability. So I'm posting all of mine to my Escape the Matrix blog. Because I want people to be able to see my journey of writing every single day. I need this, you know. I personally can admit that I need this. Um, I love having things that I need to stick to. Because, you know, all of us have our things. And for me, even though I constantly buck against the idea of being comfortable, in some areas of life, I can get that way, you know. Um, So I'm not sure if any of you listening feel where I'm coming from, but there are certain areas where I excel. You know, when it comes to fitness, it's something that I don't stop. It truly is a lifestyle for me. But I have other areas where I know that I can soar where I don't. And I need to work on that, especially in the year of the Phoenix. So in the year of the Phoenix, I'm grateful for his challenge. And that's not only good news, that's great news for me because I'm loving having to hold myself accountable. You know, I'm going to have to go back once again today, and write even more. Uh, So if you guys would like to be able to be a part of this journey with me, uh, you can go onto Tumblr and add Escape the Matrix. That's E-X-C-A-P-E-T-H-E-M-A-T-R-I-X. Escape the Matrix at, wait a minute, what is it? Escapethematrix.tumblr.com. There we go. (laughs) Escapethematrix.tumblr.com. Dot com, uh, So you can see that entire journey. Uh, so that's one of the good news. What was the other one? How did that completely just leave me? Oh, okay, there we go. <laughs> I was like, no, it can't leave me. Uh, the second piece of good news is that people have once again started submitting their stories for my campaign that I started called No Fear, No Shame. About two years ago, I started a a campaign called No Fear, No Shame based off of having people in the LGBTQ community talk about their experiences of overcoming or continuing to overcome their fear and their shame. A lot of these stories have ended up being uh, evolution of the, the spirit, which, you know, is also called coming out liberation of the spirit lord how can i make up a term and then forget it myself um liberation of the spirit uh and i say that instead of saying coming out stories i say liberation of the spirit uh but yeah so people tell their stories the majority of the time that's their no fear no shame but uh there are all types of stories out here you know some of them may have nothing to do with our sexuality but i wanted to i wanted it to be queer based uh for for the stories for no fear no shame So if you're someone who's interested in telling your story, by all means, you can contact me all over social media uh, to let me know that you want to share your story. Uh, We would be more than happy. As a matter of fact, down in the comments for this, you can comment 
uh, no matter where you find our podcast, that you'd like to be able to be a part of this. If you're someone who is a part of the LGBTQ community, I'd love for you to share your story. I'd love to be able to share it on my website. Uh, And where you can go to read about these stories would be wearetlm.com. That's W-E-A-R-E-T-L-M.com. So yeah, I'm, I'm loving that. Uh, a brother by the name of Ron Kennedy, he actually submitted his. And you're going to be hearing more from him when it comes to the healing space as well. But I appreciate his bravery as well as the bravery of everyone. We've had people, you know, across different continents share their stories when it comes to this. So that's why I'm doing my best to push it even more because I love that we ended up going global with no fear, no shame. So I want to keep that going. So, yeah, that's good news. (laughs) If you'd like to be able to walk with me on social media, that's Scorpiogi, S-C-O-R-P-I-Y-O-G-I. That's everywhere. Uh, That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. If you want to be able to walk with The Healing Space, that's T-H-S podcast on Instagram and underscore T-H-S podcast podcast. If you want to be able to know more about The Healing Space on Facebook, that will be under my company's name, which is uh, Revolution Multimedia. I know, I think I said The Love Movement was my company earlier. The Love Movement is my brand. I'm I'm anal like that. I have to make sure that I clarify. <laughs> the Love Movement is my wellness brand. If you want to be able to uh, add my company, friend my company on Facebook, that's Revolution Multimedia. That's Revolution except with an A. Revolution multimedia and you can find out all about THS podcast and everything else under my company all on that page on Facebook. So next week, uh, Brandon is going to interview this lovely sister named Elena. And I believe she has a degree in marketing, but her spirit is phenomenal. So I definitely can't wait for you guys to listen to next week's episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you again to Dwayne Walter. Of course, you guys know I love talking about fitness and just being all around silly. So that made for a great conversation. Uh, Thank you so much for supporting us. As I said at the beginning of the episode, it means a great deal. You can walk with us at SoundCloud, at Apple Podcast, at Google Play Music, and YouTube. Make sure that you're adding us, you're subscribing, you're reviewing, you're rating. Make sure that you keep us lifted, and we'll make sure to do the same with you guys every single episode. Until next week, I love you all so much, and namaste. Namaste.